Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your host, William Lane, back with the Stan Yo Lane podcast. And today I am joined again by my good friend, Kieran. We've got a great episode in store for y'all. We're going to talk mostly about the AFC North predictions. He's the man I had to bring in here because he's probably the biggest Bengals fan I know. So, but before I like give everything away, Kieran, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself? Tell everyone where you, they can find you. Yeah, what's cracker, man? It's uh, Kieran Horn CFB over on the Twitter. You can find my work at the Jet Sweep, uh, Death Valley Voice, which is uh, I'm a contributor for Fansided, talking all about LSU. And then you're going to soon be able to find my content on the touchdown.co.uk, working with the all star team over there. Lee, Cy, Rory, Jack, the absolute goats of it. So I'm just happy to be a part of that. And we're going to have big things coming over the next 12 months. You're a you're a real busy man right now. My goodness, I completely kind of forgot about like you're involved with the fan side as well. For uh, what was it called? Death Valley Voice. Death it's their Valley uh, Voice. LSU site. Yeah. So I get I get paid to talk about LSU. It's a, it's a dream come true. Dude, that's that's actually super sick. Congratulations on that. That's awesome. Appreciate Holy it, man. Well, y'all know where y'all can probably find me. It's at the Willie Lane on Twitter. I do also contribute to the jet sweep which one of my things about this episode i guess not to give everything away but you can be expecting a lot of season prediction articles coming out very soon and this kind of leaks into it so that's one reason i wanted to do it on the podcast um you can also find the official stanio lane podcast on twitter to stay up to date we're going to run some polls i'm trying to get as interactive as possible maybe q and a's it is at s-i-y-l podcast but without further ado let's talk about the disaster of the new colts jerseys bro that's so bad right i'm i'm not rocking with them i i I think you made the best point on twitter earlier which was they look exactly like the tennessee state yeah Yeah. mtsu it looks like their blackout jerseys but just worse because they've only done the helmet yeah i saw that helmet and i was like oh my god that is an mtsu blackout helmet which i'll never forget my first college football game was actually an mtsu blackout game and it got interrupted oh it was pretty fire but it was also pretty fire because it got interrupted by a streaker who disrupted the game for almost 10 minutes running from the cops bro was out there juking he's like hey give me a scholarship dude he was and when he i remember vividly when he got caught the entire crowd was chanting let him go that was awesome so i love that dude yeah that was like my first ever i think i went to i've been to quite a few mtsu games because i mean not that like absolute dogs myself but love that that he just like the whole crowd was behind this guy dude i i would I would be too, honestly. I'm pretty sure I was. See, it's even better than the last time a, a guy got on the field for LSU because it was just like a drunk fan. Uh, and he just like wandered into. I, can't, I think LSU was on offense at the time. And he just wandered into the secondary and just sort of stood there and watched the plays happen. I remember and that. No one really clocked him. Dude, it, do you remember? I think it was one of the London games when a Jaguars fan ran onto the field. And was like, oh, this little plastic helmet on, and, and they like were like hugging him, bro. Up. They were dapping him. Like I was like, oh my god, this is actually so cool. That's how it should be, man. Honestly, no point in tackling these people. 
Like, oh, that was great. The I dude guess... had a jersey on that was ten sizes too big for him, and like a plastic helmet that you get ice cream in. Dude, I know. And just speaking of just jerseys, we've there's been a whole lot of teams because of they finally let teams have second helmets. Oh my god, the uh-huh. no fun league is becoming maybe a little more fun, and we've because of that we've had a lot of teams reveal alternate jerseys, alternate helmets, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, from the twenty, on it, what are you, what were your thoughts on the Cleveland Browns? Uh, Did you see their new alternate? I feel like honestly, I feel like they should have done a brown helmet. To be honest, I feel like that fits with that uniform a little bit better. Like instead of like the usual orange they have, if they went for like a dark brown with white stripes, I feel like that would have gone fire. Do you know what's really funny? I recently saw a TikTok that brought it up to me. They are almost clear cut copies of the Forty ers throwback jerseys and at first yeah, i was like no but literally it's the same numbering it is the same shoulders with different colors and it's almost the exact same pants just clearly Let, a lot let's be there. honest though the 49ers now need like a chrome red helmet oh i dude kind of like what the uh I will go houston fire. texans have their battle their battle red jerseys and yeah yeah the those are sick uh, I was a fan of those. But, like, to be honest, Seahawks have probably won this, right? With their new alternates, the, the throwbacks? Those are so sweet. Uh, it's hard to say because I'm a, I'm a sucker for the creamsicle jerseys for the Buccaneers. I'd say it's between... They look good. Oh, and the Vikings throwbacks, too. Oh, my they God. They need a helmet to go with it, though. If yeah. they bring back, like, the older helmets, that would be cold. Or... I think we we've got to make a case for Atlanta with the red helmets, black jerseys. That's cold. I that is cold. I love the red helmets. I really do. I wasn't a huge fan of their uh, new jerseys though, as a whole, the Falcons. But the red you helmets, mean, like, sick. The, the, the home, the home and away stuff. Yeah, I didn't like the little fade that yeah, they had I, on it. I I think it looks kind of cheap. But the uniforms they wear with the red helmets, yeah, those the are sick. uniforms where it's the old black, the dirty birds, the, the white pants. Yeah, that shit looks so good, dude. I completely agree, man. It, it's been crazy. It's, this is another crazy one. Did you hear about the Carolina Panthers color change? No, what are they doing? So, it's the craziest thing ever. So, the Panthers, for the longest time, had to change the shade of color because it was Reebok who made a lot of the older NFL jerseys. And Nike yeah. did not col- or carry the same color that those jerseys were originally made of. So now they they had to change the color, but now it's going to be returning back to that. So it's going to be a bit of like a lighter blue. It looks so much better. I can't wait. The one thing I would like to see in the league for more variety is because I know like all American sports leagues do it, but like in the UK, for example, the Premier League, right? it's not all Nike jerseys or all Adidas jerseys. Like teams can pick who makes their uniforms. So you have like Arsenal or Adidas, Man City will be Puma or Nike. Um, uh, Newcastle will have like that Festor brand and stuff. So there's all these different brands, which just leads to so many more different designs and combinations and colors. And I really feel like that would be good for the NFL. If, you know, you had the Patriots coming out in like some dope Nike jerseys and then you had 
the Panthers coming out in some like Adidas jersey and then like somebody in Reebok and somebody in Under Armour and somebody in all of these different companies. I think that would be great for the NFL. That would give a lot of teams more creative freedom as well, which would be really nice. We- yeah, because like in the Premier League as well, like teams will change jerseys year after year. So like they'll always keep their home colors. Like Arsenal's always going to be red with white sleeves. That's just how it goes. But like their second kit last year was elite it was like black marble with like gold accents they fumbled the bag this year it looks like a hive's vest it's just like bright yellow stripes but like if you could do that for the nfl where like every single year a team got a new away kit or a new like alternate jersey that they would only wear for that year that would be awesome throwback thursdays would be so far i feel like that's like the simplest thing on this planet which and the NFL needs to get over this hurdle of you know teams one team having to wear white because like you know if Arsenal play a, in red and they play like Everton in blue they both just wear their home kits I think that would look so much cooler for the NFL if like the Bengals went out there in their black home uniforms and then went against like the Patriots in their red uniforms or Dude. something like that I think that would be added to the game those are some of my favorite alternate jerseys, I'd say. Like, oh, for sure, top three. Off the top of my dome, the 49ers and Patriots both make my top three in alternates. I'd say right now, the third spot might be the Creamsicle or the Seahawks. And that could be a bit of recency bias. But one are other. You no love to the white Bengals. No, those, white see, helmets. those are definitely in my top five. And it's funny because I had been screaming for those back when I was, like, big into Madden. I'd be playing Madden all the time. I was like, dude, they need to release, like, an alternate uniform. I want a white helmet on white jerseys. I want all white. That'd be so cool. Like a snow tiger. And it finally happened. And little eight-year-old William was screaming inside. I just don't like that they're using the old Color Rush jerseys with those helmets. I feel like they should have made a new jersey. Or just use the all-white home jerseys? Have you seen the original all-white Patriot jerseys? Yeah, that's Dude, sick. They're sick. That's I wish we'd I, use those. When the Patriots do throwbacks, they should also release like the 90s throwbacks. You know, that like, blue color yeah, they had at home? Blue. The big Patriot badges on the shoulders? Yeah. That's cold. They, I was honestly disappointed with our new jerseys. I really was. Yeah, I mean, they looked... Wait, they were very similar to just our normal color rush jersey as i was gonna say all they really did was release the white version of the old yeah. color rush jersey which i have a cam newton one of those that's cold i know that, that's a piece of history dude i did i have the worst patriots jersey look i have cam newton jersey i have a josh gordon jersey oh no i have i have julian edelman and brady of course i have kyle van noy and the year i bought the kyle van noy the very next year he left for the dolphins he he's still like a, a Patriot sort of legend though, and what he did in his time there, dude, he was awesome. He was awesome. I... There was there was like a four week period where he was just the best player in the NFL, dude. He's he was nuts at one point. I I love I miss Kyle Van Noy. He was a he. I, it was my first time ever in Boston, and I was in the Patriots pro shop, and I was like, I need someone who will who screams the Patriot way, will never leave the Patriots. Kyle Van Noy, that's the jersey I want. And then the very next year he left, and I'm just like, 
You can only buy rookie jerseys from here on out. Dude, honestly, I've contemplated. I really want a Kyle Duggar jersey, but I don't know. When he signs an, if he signs an extension, I'm going to do it because I love Duggar. Um, yeah, he's a, he was a gem. The fact that Bill took him where he took him is nuts because he didn't have to, but like that's a very Bill Belichick move. He's very like... He's like the uh, new coffee shop in a gentrified area of town when he comes to sign in players. He's like, yes, I'm going to pick Cole Strange, uh, even though he's on no one else's boards till pick 100. Yeah, that's, dude, that's, that's, that was awesome, man. I respect it, to be honest. It just means he, he has belief in himself and he wants a guy who'll go and get him. It doesn't matter what the cost is. Belichick does frustrate me, though, because he can't draft a wide receiver to save his life. Yeah, he has struggled with that. It, it is honestly infuriating. I, I believe a bit in Taekwon. I think he could be a great deep threat. Taekwon, though, I do not think has wide receiver one potential. He, he's very fast. He's very athletic. He's really good. But I, there's just this trend in the NFL where everyone goes, oh, my God, fast, athletic. And they're like, yeah, let big Myers go was like such a big mistake, I feel like. It, it, we'll have to wait and see, I feel. If, if Juju really underperforms i could see it which there's been some reports saying that juju gained a little bit of weight in the offseason and there there could be i don't know they like it's that time of year where you literally people are just saying stuff so yeah people are just talking to talk i feel like after a certain point yeah it's it's pretty rough so who knows i kind of am excited for the patriots receiving core I'm excited about to talk about the AFC East at some point, but that's not what we're here for today. Where I think I think it's a good time to kind of transition into some AFC North talk, honestly, because I feel like actually before we do, let's talk about it. Man. Before we do, what what are your favorite alternative jerseys? It's got to be the Seahawks now. Those throwbacks. You like crazy. the Seahawks? That's, that's, that's the best uniform in the NFL. You think down. so? They should be wearing that as a home jersey. Wow. That's crazy. Dude, they're up there for me. I honestly, I can agree with a little bit. Uh, what, after the Seahawks, what else are we thinking? Go, go Bengals, the White Tiger. It's a cold look for me. True. Joe Burr. And then... Might have to put Patriots at number three with the Patriot Pat throwbacks, the red jerseys, Dude. white pants, and white helmets. That's a cold look. Th- those helmets are some of the best in the NFL. I stand by oh, that. Ridiculously good. That, with the red uh, face masks. That logo right. might be one of the best in the NFL just ever as well. Kind of. I don't know why me. they ever changed it. Uh, honestly, I I'm not. A, I mean, the Patriots logo is like okay. I don't hate it, but it's bring not, back Patriot Pat. I I miss all that. What was your thoughts on do you, do you remember like the spicy mustard uh jaguar jerseys? <laughs> do you know here's the thing, and I don't want to say how bad they are because LSU had something similar, but I really really disliked them. Do you know what's really funny? I actually like them. Not even kidding. The I think if it, the problem was I feel like it was too mustard colored. Like it was it, was. it looked dirty. Like before they'd even stepped on the field, it looked like they'd been covered in mud. Oh yeah, it it was a little dirty looking, but it's it's all right, dude. That was that was that was the Blake Bortles time. What what a what a time to be alive right there. Blake Bortles in the AFC Championship game, losing to 
Tom Brady and Chris Hogan, Danny Amendola, Julian Edelman, and Rob Gronkowski. Sheesh. What a team. What Bruh. a team. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. But but anyways. But anyways. The AFC North, my man. The AFC North. You were my guy for this one. I was like, if anyone has to represent the AFC North, it's got to be my guy, Kieran. And we, we, we have kind of discussed a little bit beforehand just to kind of see where we were at. Well, we want to get the worst team out of the way first, I feel like. You're, you had them as the worst. I had them as third. But that's the I... Cleveland Browns. <laughs> yeah, and... no, I don't think... I know, obviously, Deshaun Watson came off a huge layoff last year, but I just... Look, his best statistical season, the, the Texans had, like, fucking four wins. So I don't think, really, he's a guy who's going to go out there and change this offense for him. Obviously, they got absolute killers on the team, like Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper. They went out and got Elijah Moore, which I don't really feel like was a great pickup, but then they've got guys like Donovan Peoples-Jones, and they've got some really good tight ends, like Najoku, probably one of my favorite tight ends in the league. He's really good. But I just... I just feel like the whole team as a whole, they're going to have to lean on that defense way too much, through, especially when they get down the stretch. I don't think they crack eight wins on the season. See, here's my whole thing with the Cleveland Browns, honestly. I was looking at, I kind of made like my pros and my cons list. And so my pros is, in my opinion, on paper, that roster is like, it's, it's real scary looking. On paper, though. You know, like as we've it, done this every year yeah, with the Browns. We have. Since they drafted Baker Mayfield. When they drafted Baker Mayfield, they're like, look how good this roster is on paper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Baker Mayfield was a rookie, but they underperformed. And then they the have. next year, look how good this roster is, underperformed. Year after that, made it to the playoffs or whatever. They got their first playoff. And then they got screwed and, out of the Chiefs They game. were crowned Super Bowl champions the two previous seasons before the season had even started and I feel like it's it's just going to be another thing where they're being crowned off-season champions once again but they're just not going to be able to put it together on the field I have them for me if I was like give them a floor and a ceiling their floor I think is see okay of all teams this team has the widest floor and ceiling in my opinion for me for me yeah. their floor I think could be seven wins but I would not be surprised if they were to turn up and get 11, 12 wins. I don't see them winning the division personally, but it all, once again, it falls on Deshaun Watson. And he, in my opinion, I think he has the pieces to really be successful. I mean, Amari Cooper is still one of the best route runners in the league. And Joku is one of the best young tight ends in the league. Very athletic. You have to have a safety on him. No linebackers mm-hmm. covering that. I really like this draft pick of Cedric Tillman, who I wouldn't be surprised could compete for some snaps from a guy like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Different skill sets, but at the end of the day, there's a place for everybody. And then Elijah Moore, that was a sneaky good pickup, I think. Elijah, I really like Elijah Moore. So I think he's got all the weapons he needs. But, yeah, I and the thing is, I think the Elijah Moore thing, people were maybe looking at that trade as, oh, the Jets only let him go because he was bad, and I don't think that's the case. I think he was maybe just surplus to requirements in right. New York with all the pieces they've added. They've obviously got wide receiver one in Garrett Wilson and stuff. Um, so I don't think he's a bad player, but I also don't think he's the game changer they thought he was. 
Yeah. Dude, it's... Man, I don't know. This team, I currently have them at 9-8 on the season. And third in the AFC North. Which shocked see, me. I've, I've got them at 7-10. and 10. Uh, You see, that's that's my floor for them. That's everything going wrong. So, it, which could very well happen, because... Who knows what's going to happen? I think seven and ten is last in the division. That's how stacked the AFC North is. I have eight and nine as last, which Damn. I guess spoiler alert. Still good. I I know this division's really hard to. It's like the complete opposite of the AFC North. All these teams could be good. There's a lot of reasons to like each and every one of these teams. Meanwhile, in the NFC North, it's like there's a lot of re- who's going to be. Who's going to be bad the least? You know? I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. It's a wild card out there, but. And I feel like the moves teams have made in the AFC specifically is it's just going to be, okay, so who's making the Super Bowl from the NFC? It's probably like the Eagles or someone. But with the AFC, it's a complete crapshoot. We've got to see. You're not really going to be able to pick winners until you get into the playoffs and you see where everyone's at. Do you know what shocked me about Cleveland? Do you know what their DVOA was from last season? Go on. It was 11th. Wow. I, they were fucking terrible. I was... It, it's one of those things. It, it was carried... They were 8th in offensive DVOA and then 23rd on defense, which the defense... The pass rush should get a little bit better after the addition of... Oh my goodness, I have it right here. Darius Smith? Yes. Zadarius Smith, as well as... Oh my god. I, Dalvin Tomlinson. There we go. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. He's going to be a major impact on that D-line, but it's like, outside of that weak linebacker group, there's questions at cornerback depth. So it's like... Well, I like ugh. I like JOK, and I like Sione Taki Taki, but that's about the only guys I can stand in that linebacking group. Yeah, it's... So there's a lot of questions, I think, surrounding that defense still. Not that D-line, but everywhere else, good bit of questions. So, and Kevin Stefanski, I'm not the biggest Stefanski fan. Uh, he, look, he looks like Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town. Dude, I now have to look into this because, oh my god, I, I hold on, I gotta look this up. Heavens, <laughs> you'll see it and you'll be like, holy shit, I'm gonna see that every time I, I put on... Uh, a Cleveland game, and you see him on the sidelines now. Yeah, you're gonna make me like him, even. Oh my God, he does. <laughs> he almost looks like a spitting image of him. It's crazy, dude. Oh my, that's insane. And before he passed away, the actor who played Robbie Ron, yeah, actually had a beard, exactly like Kevin Stefanski. That, that's why it's shocking to me. Oh wow, you've made Stefanski worse yet better for me. So, wow. That's, wow. The Cleveland Browns should come out of the tunnel to the Lazy Town theme tune. Dude, I mean, might as well. Imagine sleeveless Miles Garrett coming out to go, go, everyone together, nobody's lazy in Lazy Town. That would be so hard. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. This Cleveland Browns team, overall, they're just, they're a, they're a wild card. I think they're the biggest wild card when it comes to the AFC North. I don't know what's going to happen because yeah, it's, it's a confusing, confusing division. Deshaun Watson of came in there last week or last season and 
didn't look too great. But he didn't really have a lot of – he didn't have any camp. He didn't really have much time to practice with the team. Didn't have a lot of that stuff that you kind of need to be successful. He was just kind of yeah, thrown in it, there. And obviously the off season, he'd been coming in a lot of places where he shouldn't have been. So coming into the game, he was yeah. very confused. Yeah, good. Oh, man, Deshaun Watson. What, what a Fuck guy. Fuck that guy, bro. What a guy. Fuck that guy. I hate that dude. Dude, it, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely a situation. That, that's to say the least. All that was but crazy. Who have you got last? Because I feel like you've got last who I've put third. I got Pittsburgh last. Yeah. I, I got them we third. flipped. I think they're going to be a spicy team this year. You think so? What, what, what's your record for them, potentially? 10 and 7. 10 and 7. Okay. And I got, I got basically three teams in the AFC North picking up double-digit wins this season. I'm honestly a little shocked that you have Pittsburgh as a double-digit team because I know where you stand on Kenny Pickett unless you've changed a bit, my man. So you have to go back months and months, but towards the end of last season, I was actually coming a lot higher on Henny, Kenny Pickett. He, Matt Canada is not a good offensive coordinator. He's he is not. fucking terrible. But you could see as as we got to the last like three, four weeks of the season, Kenny was kind of getting the hang of the playbook and kind of getting hang of the speed of the game. And he was making some very, very good plays out there. Um, I think the defense is going to have to pick up less slack this year because they had to deal with a lot last year. And I think if you have TJ Watt healthy all year, that they're just going to be an absolute force because that guy wrecks games by himself. And then the amount of guys you've got around him, like they've gone ahead and got Larry O, um, guys like that to just bolster the defensive line. They've got uh, Braden Fahoko, LSU legend, Armand Watts. Um, they've got so many good guys on that defense. Um, they've obviously gone up and picked up Joey Porter. Uh, they've got Tanner Muse and Cole Holcomb coming in as linebackers. They're just going to be insane, I think. And then you look at the secondary of guys like Minka. They obviously drafted Joey Porter. They got some really, really good guys in that secondary. So it's going to be interesting to see how the defense picks up the slack. But I don't think the offense is anything to be snuffed at either. I know Matt Canada is a real big problem, but Kenny Pickett makes a decent jump. You, he's going to have Najee Harris in the backfield. Got some pretty good receivers, receivers considering. Um, so I, I just think they'd be good. And guys like Pat Fryermuth are going to carry him a long way. You've got uh, George Pickens and stuff. And Alan Robinson coming in is huge as well. So I just think the, the, the Steelers are 100% better than they are last year. See, here, here's my whole thing with the Steelers right now. So you have Patrick Peterson coming in as a cornerback. Mm-hmm. And he was okay last year, but he's he's just old. Thirty three, thirty four, like mm-hmm. he's he's at the tail end of it. So then I feel like I liked Corey Trice. That was a steal. They had an amazing draft, but I feel like they're more well built. They're a team that I don't think it's this year, but next year, I'm vi- like I'm keeping an eye out for them next year because. I think Joey Porter Jr., I think he's still going to come in and play very well, but I don't think it's going to be like an immediate like plug-and-play type deal, you know? So 
that's kind of where my concerns are for them because I think the time he's been spending with Patrick Peterson's gonna get him pro ready because like he was pretty he's one of the top cornerbacks in last year's draft so I didn't think he needed that much to get there and I think that's why having a veteran like Patrick Peterson helps with these younger oh, yeah. guys because they can teach him stuff that they not wouldn't necessarily learn on their own just because it's not it's stuff that you don't really get trained on in camp but it's stuff to look for in games so I think that's going to be huge. I thought it was an excellent addition to go ahead and get get your guy who uh what's the word get your guy who's can teach a guy like Joey Porter Jr. So I will say the Pittsburgh Steelers pass rush I'm not concerned about at all. That's going to be fantastic. It, it's... Yeah, TJ Watt's the best player in the league. I like uh, it sucks for me to say that as a Bengals fan, but like who's better than TJ Watt right now? I mean, not dude, even when he came back and wasn't 100% didn't have much power in his power in his rushing abilities, he still was, he was uh, still wrecking insane. It's it's crazy. So when he plays better than most edge rushers who are healthy while he's injured, the guy's a problem. I'd like to see who develops though to be like their wide receiver three because I don't really like Allen Robinson at this point in his career. Um, who is it? Calvin Austin's in there, and he's like he's real uh-huh, fast. They got, but they got like Miles Boykin, yeah, Keem Butler, Gunnar Oshevsky's there. Good old Gunnar Oshevsky. My mom met his grandmother once. That's that. He's he's a baller, dude. Dude, but like they say about all um, receivers of his complexion, he runs very good routes. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> dude. Who knows with that? I I think I think it's like George Pickens love Deontay Johnson overhated, way overhated. He gets a lot. Oh yeah, he's of a hate very no very reason. good receiver. He's dude. very solid. But then I after that, it's like I love Fryermuth, but. They need a third receiver to step up because that would one really benefit Kenny Pickett. Which do you know what shocked me about Kenny Pickett, dude? I watched quite a few Steelers games, and one of the things I noticed, he is deadly accurate on the run. Like, yeah, he his scrambling ability is nuts. It it kind of surprised me, but but one thing that kind of killed or also was like a negative to me, he kind of seemed like not dependent on it, but he seemed like he just. Wanted to ride it like he evaded the pocket a couple of times way too soon. Just took off, and next thing you know, he dumped the ball off, and it was either sailed a little bit, underthrown, and it it let it put the it had a couple of turnover worthy plays because of it. But he also was like super accurate at the at the end of the day. So he was just he just looked like a rookie in my he opinion did. He when really it came did. to that stuff. He he really did. If if his pocket presence can develop. He could be actually scary good for the Steelers, and that frustrates me. Yeah, I think that's probably what they need to work on this offseason, is just making sure he's comfortable in the pocket. Because there were a lot of plays last year where he could have climbed the pocket, taken more time, and picked a guy open. But this this time last year, he was just kind of like running for his life a yeah, little bit, that, just because he was unsure. That And that offensive line stunk. It was terrible last year. That, that, so bad. That's why I don't have them as high. I think their offensive line stinks. So, and it's especially not good in the run game. Like it struggles in the run. And I'm not the biggest Najee Harris fan. I actually like Jalen Warren fairly well. And I, but I do believe they're a, they're a solid one-two punch. But the O line stinks, and that's kind of rough when you have a second-year quarterback. 
a run game that's just super inconsistent. You don't really have the third guy at receiver. That's kind of like my big concerns regarding them. The secondary will be interesting to watch. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick, great. We all know that. Minka Fitzpatrick's amazing. Yeah, but he's probably the best safety in football. After that, it's one of those things. I look at it. Patrick Peterson, he's okay. Joey Porter Jr., I think, will do fine. And towards the end of the year, he should turn up. And then Corey Trice, he, he could be like the um, Tariq Woolen potentially, of this draft, you could say. if I would not be surprised. Or I'd say more like Kobe Bryant. He could be more the Kobe Bryant of this draft. He could make a solid cornerback 2-3 potentially one day. And, I mean, he's, I mean, once again, Tariq Woolen in that Seahawks secondary was amazing. And Kobe Bryant was solid. He had a couple of really good plays, and then he had a couple of, like, I mean, a couple of misses. But that's kind of how it is being a rookie. So, who knows? Yeah. I got the Steelers at 8-9, finishing last. I have their 19-season streak of over 500 ending this year. I think the AFC is just too tough. I just don't see it. I I don't think they're built for this AFC, man. It's tough. It's real tough. But Just with the coaching staff they've got, though. They do have an amazing coaching staff. Now, that was my whole thing. That's why I have them and the Browns. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong and the Steelers go 9-8 and eight and the Browns go 8-9. and nine. I would not be surprised because Kevin Stefanski isn't that great. The, co- the rest of the coaching staff in Cleveland isn't that bad. They've built a pretty good staff outside of Stefanski. But Mike Tomlin, he's very good despite not winning a single playoff game in the past nine years. But he can, yeah, he can get you there. So They trust him. He wouldn't be there if they didn't. Yeah. For real. He, he's he's still a great coach. So I'm going to guess you've got Ravens second. Yeah, I got Ravens at second. I'm... Me too. Me too. See, the Ravens... That's entirely dependent, though, on Lamar Jackson staying healthy. I just want to add that. Just that whole team staying healthy, man. It's rough. It's like, I look at it. OBJ is coming off an injury and missing an entire year of football. Sheesh. And then Rashad Bateman has dealt with his fair share, I believe. You got J.K. Dobbins, who at times looked fantastic last year, but once again, he can't seem to stay on the field because of injuries. They've also got the best, well, second best fullback in football with Patrick Rashad, who he will is get carried. He is insane. He is one of the people keeping the fullback position alive right now. Basically, him and Newscheck. Yeah. Although CJ Ham for the Vikings, I think is pretty good too. Yeah, he's great as a utility guy. Love him. My, so I guess for Baltimore, I was looking at this team, and I I looked at my pros and cons list, and weirdly enough, my, hmm, I had more cons than I did pros, but a lot of the cons were literally just the same thing of injury concerns. Uh huh. So That's... that doesn't really count. I'd say I have more pros than cons. Because uh, I feel like they're strong everywhere, roster-wise. Obviously, you've got Lamar, J.K., uh, Justice Hill in the backfield. But then, like, if you look at the wide receiver group, it's pretty, pretty good. Like, you've got Bateman, OBJ, Aguilar, Duvernay, Flowers, Isabella, um, some decent guys out there. And you pair that with, like, the tight end group, which is Mark Andrews, Charlie Kolar, and Isaiah Likely. That's an insane group. Dude... 
I'm ex- I'm very excited because this team, I okay, I have them finishing eleven and six right now. That's what I have, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if they finished like twelve and five either. And it's one of those things. I was shocked. They finished seventh in DVOA last year, and Tyler Huntley was their quarterback for plenty of games, including a playoff game. He nearly beat us in a playoff. Game. Yeah, he nearly beat the Bengals in a playoff. Game. Like that, this that team is good. Us. This like this this team is good. They're built to win. And if Lamar Jackson's healthy, he's a, <clears> I mean he's obviously a top ten quarterback. Just goes without mm-hmm. saying. He's really talented. And this is the best receiving core he's had. I'm excited to see what Zay Flowers does, but it's one of these guys has to come out there and solidify themselves. It's, it's not going to be Nelson Aguilar, I can tell you that. OBJ, he he could, who knows? The guy hasn't played football in a year, but when we last saw him, he looked really solid. Zay Flowers, I, we all know I love Zay Flowers. And then there's a Zay ton. Going to be the guy. I think so too, man. I think he could be the guy in Baltimore. But then, of course, Rashad Bateman, he's very solid as well. And for some, my, uh, for some of my Dynasty Fantasy Leagues, I'd be very happy if he also became the wide receiver one. And then we talked about the tight end group is amazing. It's one of the best tight end uh-huh. groups in football. Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely. Oh, my God. Oh Let's my. not forget Charlie Kolar out there. Oh, I, I do apologize. That That's... that's <laughs> Three very solid tight ends, and as I likely, he's athletic. Oh my god, that it's going to be interesting. They're going to run a lot of two tight end sets, a lot. Oh, for sure. It's that, that personnel group is going to be heavy boys every time they roll out on the field. It's going to be awesome. I'm very excited, actually, because part of me, Lamar Jackson, proved me wrong. I didn't think he was going to be awful, but I did not think he'd ever win MVP either. So I, I have a ton of respect for Lamar. Um, one of the things though is I do have some questions surrounding their offensive line, as I feel it did get they lost Ben Powers in the off season to the Broncos. That's yeah. kind of a tough hit at the guard position. He was he was a fantastic pass blocker, fantastic. Not so great in the run, but man, fantastic pass blocker. So oh, for sure, he's a beast. And then I'm. It was crazy. Their secondary, they out, I, they outperformed my expectations last season. And one thing that I thought, a lot of people don't talk about this. Kyle Hamilton was one of the best safeties just in football last year. He looked so much better than he ever did at college, which is crazy to say because he was pretty dominant at college. He looked but really like, good. Yeah, he looked great, dude. I think probably he's going to make a name for himself as one of the best safeties in the league in the next he, three he years. He could be one of those guys who takes a massive second-year leap. And then everyone's going to be talking about him. I would not be surprised. He's going to get paid big in two years' time. I completely agree. The loss of Phileas Campbell isn't, like, huge. He only, I mean, he was a solid guy. It stinks to lose the veteran presence, but I feel like they kind of saw this one coming. So I'm not too concerned. But defensive line could use some work. Secondary is very good, I think. The yeah, line. Marlon Humphrey, beast. Dude, Marlon Humphrey's a dog. I, I love me some Marlon Humphrey, man. I really do. Yeah, him, I hate playing against him because he's everywhere. Right. And I hate to admit it because he's the most annoying dickhead ever on Twitter. But, like, <laughs> as a player, absolutely solid. I, I completely agree. 
Well, what do you have the Ravens finishing this year? <laughs> 12 and 5. 12, okay. So you have them a little higher than I do, but I also did say I would not be shocked if they went. Uh, yeah, no. It's it's just a tough one. It, it's a tough one. This this division, there's a ton of... There's a ton of... just got, I wouldn't be surprised if all four of these teams, like... Were, were I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't the Ravens finishing twelve and five and finishing second. Personally, I mean, look if if we discard the Browns, the entire AFC North is dogs. I don't know. I still think I I I, I still think the Browns. Ah, I know it's one of those things we've been talking about forever, but <laughs> dude, it, it's hard. It's hard to give up on it. It really the is. Off-season champions, man. That's what they're good at. And that that is real. That is so real. It's great because it's just another level they can disappoint their fan base at consistently. Like they play shit, everyone's disappointed. Then they make great, great moves, and then they play shit again and disappoint everyone even further. It's great. I live for it. I I agree. I agree. This is. I think this isn't. This is a playoff team. I wouldn't be surprised if they contended for a Super Bowl. The the Ravens. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a push. I think. Look. They they could I think the AFC playoffs is probably the hardest playoffs oh. in football, especially compared to the NFC. Yeah. But there's no reason why they couldn't make it there. I I completely agree. If if any, honestly, regard like if that team stays healthy and that it's one of it sucks because you can say that about a lot of teams, but with this team, it's a like they stayed relatively healthy last year outside of Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Which is why they performed so well. But man, if they can all just stay healthy at one time, this team's gonna yeah, be scary. Yeah, think about how good they good they would have done if Lamar was healthy all year. They'd have been crazy. They'd have been fighting for first place in the division. For the sake of football, I think football's low key more fun when Lamar Jackson is terrorizing teams. Until like, it's my like team. I, like I told you before we started, I'm going to the Bengals home opener against the Ravens this year, and I'm Dude. very excited to see Lamar Jackson in person. I think he's. One of a kind talent. That's gonna be awesome. I my I remember my first ever NFL game. I went to Patriots and Titans in 2018. and it was when Mike Vrabel's first started his year as the head coach of the Titans, and the Patriots came into Nashville and lost. I think it was like 34 to 14 to Marcus Mariota and Corey Davis. Damn. And I'm like, God damn. That team did go on to win a Super Bowl. So technically, I did watch a team that would go on to win a Super Bowl. So. Yeah, it's not too bad. And then my second ever NFL game, I saw Patriots and Giants Thursday night football a couple years back. That was really fun. I believe that was. Let's see here. I was a sophomore. In high school when that happened. That would have been 2019. 2019 is when that happened. So I, I got to witness Saquon Barkley. That was awesome. Elite. I'm very sad to say that it was the last game that Josh Gordon ever suited up for the Patriots because he got injured in that game. And then soon after, we just kind of disposed of him. So that was sad. Very, very Yeah, depressing. Josh Gordon's an elite guy too. I feel like if he didn't have the... Substance abuse problems. We'd probably be looking at a guy who is a Hall of Famer. Oh, he's he was insane. I it's not talked about enough of like what could have been. 
Maybe it yeah. is talked about. Just Gen- not enough Gen- for me. Genuinely one of the biggest what ifs in the league. Oh, I completely agree. Man. That's what's what was what was your first NFL game? Super Bowl fifty when when the Patriots played the Rams. No, like wait, did you did you go to that? Yeah, it's the first game I saw. That, that was your first one was a Super Bowl game. Yeah. That's nuts. It's the, it's the first time I'd been to America. I was very close. I mean, to I going never left game. afterwards, so technically it's still my first time in America. But I was very close to going to that game. My parents were like, "Okay, you either have the money." I'm very grateful to even be in the situation like this. But they were like, "You can either have your trip to Boston or go to the Super Bowl." And I, I chose actually going to Boston. So yeah, that's probably a better use of money. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, more experience. A thirteen and three game, dude. That would have been awesome. Mr. Beast was there. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like, I didn't see him. I didn't see anything about it until after the game. That's so funny. Because he could actually probably afford a legit Super Bowl advert now. Oh, yeah. He probably will have I one. Mean if K- I mean, if KSI and Logan Paul can afford a Super Bowl advert, so can Mr. Beast. Speaking of Super Bowl, we, we might as well talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, huh? It, Best team in football, bro. It's it's no secret that I think they're gonna win this division. I have them finishing thirteen and four, right now. I I've got them slightly higher. Oh, what what's slightly higher? Three. Literally one more. Win. Oh, okay, okay. That's not too. I think about like fifteen and two, sixteen and one. I would have been like, this will be no, awesome. No, no. I I feel like fourteen and three is not optimistic, but still definitely achievable i'm looking at their schedule and you'll hate me for one of these losses all right you'll hate me for one of them so i had to figure out something all right and i threw in one fluke game i have them losing to the seahawks who come off of a bye week i have them lose to the ravens when on a thursday night football in baltimore and then yeah that makes sense i have them having like a skid and losing an arrowhead week 17 and then losing nah. to the Browns week 18. And then it's like going to scare the league. Like, oh my God, the number one team in all of football just lost two in a row. Are, are, are the Bengals frauds? And the next thing you know, they're going like to just run through everyone in the playoffs. See, the crazy thing, I've got most of our losses coming in the beginning half of the season. I would not be shocked if that happens because of uh, Leo Collins. Leo Collins is potentially, is he supposed to be ready by week one? or Because um, he tore his ACL in December. Uh, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like week one would be optimistic, even though he's saying he can make it. But, you know, we've moved um, Jonah Williams to right tackle for now. That should be sufficeable for now. Because he wasn't great last year, but also he was the only good offensive lineman besides Quinton Spain on the roster before all the moves we made last year. Yeah, that... Man... That's that's gonna be something. I don't know. I I could definitely see them coming at the beginning. For some reason, I have it at the end. But yeah, they the Bengals though is just weapons on weapons on weapons now. I think. I mean, it's the best receiving core in all football. I at a Chase Chase Brown in the backfield. Obviously, we got Jamar Chase, T Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. But then guys like Trent and Irwin, who seem to get in for a few plays a year and just torch people. Um. Morgan Stanley, Trent Taylor, and then we added Charlie Joyner, Chuck, Chuck Sizzle, Chuck Sizzle, that's the guy, and Andre Yeshivas out of Princeton, two absolute monsters. Dude, I, 
you didn't even talk about the man I love is my Purdue boy. I, yeah, Chuck Sizzle, baby. That, oh, that's that's his little nickname you got? Yeah, Charlie Jones, Chuck Sizzle. Char- what did I call him? I meant Charlie Jones. What, what did I call him before? I don't know. Charlie Jones. He's my man. I would say, you know what's funny? I actually watched Purdue versus Syracuse this past year, and I was kind of like watching the Purdue quarterback, and then the whole time I was like, oh, my God, this Purdue receiver is going crazy. And it, <laughs> it was Charlie Jones, and it was his game where he – I'm pulling it up right now, of course, because it was just the insane. number one cornerback in this year's draft. He played Syracuse. He had 11 receptions for 188 yards and a touchdown. So he was uh, crazy. And when he played Illinois, he had four receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown. So, dude, against he Iowa, did, he had 104. He did make the smart move, though, of foregoing the uh, Citrus Bowl. Yeah. Because yeah. you've seen the score from the Citrus Bowl, right? That, yeah. I do. <laughs> LSU hung 63 points on Purdue, bro. That was Dude, goofy. He said, I'm going to finish up my year on top with 160 yards against Michigan and call it a day. I think I'm good. He's one that I think probably won the steals of the draft, to be honest. I did have him as one of my steals. We, we should talk about, though, the Bengals' biggest offseason move. Orlando Brown Jr., that oh yeah that's gonna be a big one i'm not as i'll say this i'll openly say this i'm not as high on orlando brown jr as a lot of people but he i also still believe he's very good you know and the crazy thing so i don't know if i'm fuck it i don't even know if i'm allowed to tell stuff but fuck this is what he said um because he did a bunch of fan meets when he first came here right he had offers on the table from the steelers the Jets, and two other teams. Um, But he actually called Cincinnati and said he wanted to play here. Oh, wow. Cincinnati didn't offer him a deal or approach him. He approached them. Dude, that's actually kind of crazy. I don't blame him. That's a baller move. The dude turned down like double the money from other teams just to get a sniff at the Bengals locker room. And I appreciate that because that's huge. If you're looking to win, you've come to the right place. Yeah, and I think if you look at what we went ahead and did in the draft um, with certain guys who went ahead and drafted, like Miles Murphy, we're very much planning to meet the the Chiefs again because when the Chiefs lose, it's from constant defensive pressure. You've got to make Patrick Mahomes rush 500 yards laterally um, like the Buccaneers did to beat them in big games. And I think that's what we're doing with some of the guys we added. We also went ahead and got Jordan Battle. No fucking idea how he felt. That was he a was good pro- pick. I think probably the best safety in the draft, if I'm going to be honest. So I, the fact that he, he fell to us was ridiculous. I still had Brian Branch as my number one guy. I love Branch. I let, let's but see. Oh, what's if up? you remember, when we did a podcast before the draft, I said, if we got Jordan Battle... I would lose my damn mind. Yeah. But I remember you mentioning Brian Branch, and I said, probably he is the best guy, but there's not much in it. Yeah. I remember, dude, that was crazy. We low-key, we low-key kind of called a little bit of something there. That that was kind of nuts. I'm not even going to lie. Like I said to you, I was like, if we got him, that's huge. Gonna it could potentially fill the hole because losing one of the best safety duos in the league is definitely a concern. But uh, that's 
that's the big thing. You, you just it's got to be replaced. You have Daxton Hill. Now you have mm-hmm. Jordan Battle. So you have two young safeties, unproven. All right, so we had a bit of technical difficulties, but we're back. So it's going to be a little weird transition, but we're talking about <laughs> the return of Chidobie Awuzie, my man. That's going to be exciting because that's, that's the best cornerback on the team. Oh, yeah, by a country mile. So, I'm not saying guys like Juice Gang and stuff are bad, but like he is very, very He's good. very good. So that's going to be huge for that team because we talked a little bit about the finding the replacement safety. You have two young safeties now. What's going to happen mm-hmm. there? So that's going to make their life a little bit easier, especially when you'll have that amazing pass rush. That Trey Hendrickson yeah. signing from over a year ago, amazing. I was a huge fan when that happened. And a lot of people, the immediate reaction was, y'all overpaid. But I, I knew that was wrong. I think we underpaid. Oh, dude, he's, he's really good. He's... But if you look at the narrative that gets spun about the Bengals, it's, oh, they're cheap, they don't spend much money. And then they go out and spend much money, and everyone's like, oh, overpay. What the fuck? Pick one, bro. You, like, wanna, you know what I mean? You want to talk about cheap? The Patriots are 31st in spending. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. That's tough. It's very tough having to watch them not support your quarterback in his third year. But, but if, if you look at the Bengals' D-line, it's kind of nuts. It's kind of scary. Like, even if you just look at guys we've bought in, so you've got Terrell Basham, Zach Carter, Jeffrey Gunter, Hendrickson, BJ Hill, Sam Hubbard, Miles Murphy, Joseph Asai, and DJ Reader, and that's me leaving out a couple of nose tackles and stuff. So that's us. DJ If you can get that rotation cooking. Yeah. I think I'm not the biggest Miles Murphy's fan, to be honest. I wasn't as high on him. But he's going to make a solid depth piece. Uh-huh. So that's amazing. And then, of course, DJ Reader is fantastic on the interior. So another huge W. I think, think even Brett Coleman pointed out, DJ Reader might be the strongest defensive tackle in the league. If we just go, like, pure strength and ability, the shit he yeah. was doing last year. Insane. Very insane. So it's hard to not believe in this Bengals team. You know, they have the best quarter, one of the best quarterbacks. In this division alone, they have the best quarterback in oh, this yeah, division. Sure. I can't say the conference. Even I do have Joe Burrow as my quarterback, too. Straight up, it, I do have it's him. Patrick Mahomes, number one. Mahomes is one. It's, as much as like we clown on Chiefs fans for being goofy and being obsessed with us, Patrick Mahomes is the best guy in the league. My number three ruffles feathers because I'm a Justin Herbert believer. And then, I don't think Justin Herbert's bad. I think he's probably top five or six. I think he's. I think he's better than Josh Allen. Uh, I'll put. Ooh, spicy take. I, I really do. I think he's an infinitely better passer than Josh Allen. Oh yeah, for sure. His his arm is nuts too. What, sure, Josh Allen can get it done with his legs too. Like that's a big part of his game. I mean, so can Justin, but, but he just doesn't like to yeah. get out the pocket much. He's rather just sit back there and throw ropes. Yeah, and rightfully so. He's incredibly talented, but. The Bengals, one of the best court. They have the best quarterback in the division. They have the mm-hmm. best receiving core in the division, for sure. Honestly, I look at it. Uh, I kind of want to say it's the best defense in the division. I see. Like, I I am inclined to maybe agree with you, but like, there's some really good defenses there in are. the AFC North. There, there, there are, and it's one of those things. See. 
I, I, I think it's, it's tough. Baltimore's defense is really good. It, oh, okay. I'm starting to revoke my statement a little bit. As much as I love <laughs> y'all's defense, I like think about Baltimore a little bit. They'll have to find uh, the replacement for Clay's Campbell. But outside of that, that defense is going to be really good. I'd probably go Baltimore, then Cincinnati. I think that's fair. And then after that, it's, I mean, it's it's got to go Pittsburgh and then Cleveland. Cleveland's easily got the worst defense of the bunch. Yeah. So. And I think the problem is I feel like our linebacker core is our weakest point, but we still have guys like Jermaine Pratt and Logan Wilson. You still have probably the better linebacker group in this, or in this uh, area or in this division. There we go. So. It's this is a good team from start to finish. This is a team I they're currently my pick for the Super Bowl in the AFC to represent and the jo- AFC. Joe Mixon just took a pay cut, which is big, huge, huge. I, I one thing someone does have to submit themselves as running back two. I'm a Chase Brown believer. I think it's gonna work out, but it, it, let's say see, it doesn't. That could suck. We lost losing P Ryan. I think was big. Um, a guy I hope gets more snaps though is chris evans chris evans is a very very good running back he's just very under underutilized but like it seems like he makes magic happen every time he touches the field he just doesn't get on the field enough yeah man dude we know how we were talking about before the episode we we're like oh yeah what, what news is going on what, what can we talk about before this to kind of get the ball rolling the, i just checked looked down at my twitter and apparently they cited Jordan Addison for driving at 140 miles per hour on the freeway. The other day. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. 100. Nah, that's nuts. Dude, it was in a 55 mile per hour zone. Yeah, we <laughs> knew he had speed, but that's ridiculous, bro. That's crazy that he just did that. These, a lot of these athletes, they, they really got to quit like this. I, like, I get it. You got the money going fast. It's very fun. But man, you'd be putting a lot of lives at risk, and you could tank your whole career just like Henry Ruggs, and we don't want to see that. So, yeah, no, wow. that's, yeah, no. I think, especially when you're earning as much money as like Jordan Addison, for example, why would you not buy yourself a nice, comfy car like a Maybach, and then pay some guy a hundred grand a year to just be your driver? Why would you not? Why would you take any risks? Cool, drive yourself around if you need to in the off season. But why would you not just buy a hella comfy roller or a Maybach and pay a dude to drive you around? It doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't do that at that level. Bro, I don't even like driving. <laughs> like a lot of athletes now get in trouble with that sort of shit. I mean, we saw Jalen Carter potentially. I mean, he did fall technically in the draft. He would have gone a lot sooner if it wasn't for his reckless driving. So. There's yeah, that. for real, for real. He 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 lost himself millions of dollars in that situation. He he did millions of dollars, and he could have been given a hundred thousand of it to a personal driver. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's what I'm saying, bro. Shadur Sanders has gone out and bought a Maybach off NIL deals. You think a first round draft pick can't go out and buy a Maybach and a shit, bro? But buy a Mazda Miata and pay a friend fifty grand. Who cares? Like, focus on ball. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Man. 
So I guess I'm looking at it now. Hmm. I have Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers. That's top to bottom. And then you just have Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. Yeah. So we just got the bottom two flipped. That makes a lot of sense. It's, it's a weird one. It's really those bottom two. But I would not be surprised if the Ravens... If worst comes to worst... There was rolling thunder. My goodness. Sorry, it's storming out here. Um, worst comes to worst, this Ravens team could, if, if everything was to go wrong, they could finish third. If Deshaun Watson is to be him, I could see the Browns finish second. If Kenny Pickett becomes what a lot of people say he's going to become, I could see the Steelers finish second. That's why this. That's why this was such a headache for me because it was literally me going, okay, Bengals number one. Now I need to try and talk myself out of the other three teams. It, to touch on the Ravens and Steelers, though, I think literally, depending on how big of a leap Kenny Pickett makes, that's going to be like a really competitive battle for second. The AFC North is going to just be so competitive this year. Dude, it's so stacked. Every game is going to be so entertaining to watch. So, I'm excited. I'm excited because I feel like last year we got that monkey off our back in regards to losing to Cleveland. Yeah. That's, uh... Dude, the AFC, it's it's, going to be so good. Outside the AFC South. AFC West might not be too entertaining. It's hard to... so. I guess I can't go too crazy into the AFC West, but it's one of those things, it's just me trying to say, how can the Chiefs not win this? And then, uh, I believe in the Chargers, and then the Broncos are just a question mark, and then not even going to talk about the Raiders. And then you got the AFC East. The Bills, they could be good. The Jets could be good. The Patriots could be good. Maybe that's biased, but whatever. The Dolphins could be good. So, there's it, the AFC's just so competitive this year. It It's the best division in football. I mean, it was last year, but if you got to look, when you get to the playoffs in the AFC, you've got to face either the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Chargers. I mean, even the Jags had a good playoff performance last year. That was so awesome. Like the amount of teams you've got to deal with is nuts. That comeback was awesome. I'm so mad I didn't get to watch it live. I feel so terrible for Lee because I was watching it at a friend's house. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm so happy for Lee. They're going to like progress and potentially show what they're made of. And once it all fell apart, I felt so bad for him, dude, because like the Chargers deserve to be there. And I just don't know what happened with that game. Matt, that's who I need to get on the podcast next. Cause I need to get Lee. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll, I'm I'm collecting the Infinity Stones of my favorite accents, I guess. I don't know. Dude, I, I always I feel weird because it's like where I, I live, I considerably don't have an in quotes accent. But like where everyone else around me, they kind of talk a little bit like this, got that southern twang. And That's I'm... the thing. If you if if I didn't know where you were from, I would assume you were just from up north in the country. Yeah, it's I sometimes it kind of shows out when I like get super excited. I kind of sort of sounding a little more country, but you know. Yeah, no, that's wild. 
It's very wild, man. People are gonna think I'm weird. People are gonna think I'm like, oh my god, that thunder's crazy. Just shook the house. Um. Yeah. No, it's nuts. Oh my. Oh my. It's still going. Okay, we're good. Um. People are gonna get to this part of the podcast and be like, what are these two on about? Oh my god, accents, thunder, living in the U.S., people driving too fast, people needing their own drivers. I thought this was an episode about the AFC North. It is. Yeah, no, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's and the thing is, like, I didn't know how bad American weather got. Like, I just thought it was always yeah temperate here. I was like, oh, maybe it snows. Oh, man. Oh, it snows. It snows. Dude, it's, it was funny. Oh, yeah. I, I've discovered that the hard way. I had to start wearing Tim's to walk to work. Uh, it was funny. I was talking to Jack before recording our last episode. And I was like, man, it's like, finally, it's kind of cooled off out here. And, of course, we had to convert it to Celsius at one point. But I was like, yeah, it's 82 degrees outside. And he's converted that. He's like, oh, no, that's like a blazing hot day over here. And I'm like, 82 is considered like scorching over there? Like, <laughs> I'm like, like half the time I walk outside and I'm getting hit with, because in the south, it's very humid. It is very humid where I live. Bro, it's hella humid in Cincinnati, you know. Because I, I aren't y'all on a river? Yeah, yeah, the Ohio River. Yep, there it that. is. That's why. We're, we're literally surrounded by lakes and rivers over here, so. Tennessee's pretty cool, though. I ain't gonna lie. I will say, worst, worst place to be in this country when it's cold? Fucking anywhere near Lake Erie. Cle- I was in Cleveland in January one year. Yikes. Fuck that shit, dude. <laughs> Yikes. That shit was horrendous. So Cleveland just sucks, right? Yeah. Although, I did while I was there. I bought a t-shirt that had Danger Mayfield on it. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, yeah, fuck with the shirt still. I need Baker I I Mayfield find it. to turn up, turn everything around and make the Buccaneers pretty good because that would be so much fun. He's going to have 500 yards when he wears the cream schools. I, I sure hope because <laughs> that'll make me so happy. I love those jerseys so much, and I, I genuinely want Baker Mayfield to succeed. So it, it kills me. I guess speaking of we'll, – I'll talk about one more thing from Cleveland or I guess Cincinnati or just Cincinnati. Do you like Skyline Chili? No. <laughs> it sucks, dude. Dude, it seems disgusting. I did promise the boys that I would eat a coney uh, at the tailgate this year, just to just to prove a point, because they don't believe I've ever eaten it. When when are you gonna go to a Reds game? You know what's annoying? I got invited to one oh. uh, this week, and I said no because baseball's not really my thing. But. Oh. On the 27th, so in a week's time, uh, a buddy of mine shouts to Pork Chop. He secured us box seats for FCC. Oh, that's awesome. It'll be my second FCC game in as many months. I would say they're currently dominating in the MLS, correct? Yeah, and now they still have to do playoffs for some fucking stupid (laughs) reason. Like, what's the point in having a league table where you keep points if 50% of the league makes it to the playoffs? MLS is something, man. The MLS is something. I try to go to some you, Nashville games, but you, you, you've seen the the problems I have with the MLS and uh, how they could easily be fixed to you, make the league instantly better. You're very vocal about the problems with the MLS. It's just because I want. I think soccer could be really successful in this country 
if they did it correctly. But like, why on earth would you pay? So the franchise fee is not really done on basic money. It's done on your net worth. Um, and you don't own the team when you purchase a franchise. You own a share of the MLS. And then the MLS basically gives you a team. And then the MLS holds all the player contracts. They hold all the sponsorship contracts. They tell you who has to make your... It's all Adidas kits. They choose who your sponsors are. Wow. They basically choose everything about the team for you. So there's like no... Nothing the owners can do. It's crazy. It's kind of boring. It make pro rel happen. Let the teams be owned by people and not the league, and it will be seriously, seriously good. Yeah, it's because uh, it's... America is a pretty good place to live in, especially if you have lots of money. So if you like bring in, if you can, you're not gonna be able to compete with the Saudi league on like the big money that you're going to be able to give to people but if you make pro rail stuff happen and not because there's no if you look at the mls there is literally no consequence to losing like you could lose every single game and realistically the league doesn't give a shit because you get shared revenue so <laughs> you're not going to be hurting on money right and the players get allocated to you anyway so yeah it's just stupid <laughs> stay in your lane hey soccer podcast <laughs> i would slap dude if i could talk the premier league every week that would be hard dude i i'm i'm trying to figure out of how to mix it up i really am i love talking football but it would be fun to chop it up about some other sports i'm still learning soccer i know a good bit of baseball basketball makes me want to cry um hockey we'll have to cool. hit up an mls game soon or, or a usl game because usl there's a usl team in louisville and I feel like that's probably like a halfway point for both of us. Dude. How far is Louisville from you? Like what, two uh, hours? Yeah, but I'd say about two, three hours. Yeah, so it's about the same for me. So we could potentially go to Louisville game one time. The tickets will be like 30 bucks. Dude, that, you know what we need to do? We need to get ready for the uh, Arena Football League, man. I'm actually, it's coming back next year, if I believe. If we get a team in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Harambes, I will lose my fucking mind. The That's a very fitting name, I'd say. Is Tennessee getting a team? Nashville is, in fact, getting a team. I've already started thinking, like, dude, I need... I I'm taking this as an opportunity. I'm like, if I can get in there, cover arena football, so be it. <laughs> arena football is so fun. Dude, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for the Arena Football League conversations on the podcast so we got like what how many two years until it starts i, I believe it's either two, next year or two years i'm not 100 percent sure that'll be great that'll be awesome i'm i'm very excited well honestly i feel like that's kind of that's kind of all we got on looking at it we had a great conversation about the afc north great prediction it's all it one once again it's great to have you on we got to do this more at some point it's um, oh for sure and and one thing we should talk about is if we can get media credentials for the senior bowl yeah if we did a little road trip down to alabama dude i have a bunch of family how far is mobile from you uh mobile is about uh five hours from me could be wrong i i'll, I'll make my way down to tennessee and then we'll make our way down to mobile 
that would be a killer weekend trip. Go watch the Senior Bowl with credentials. Nuts. That would be sick. Honestly, I've I've one of my, one of my friends. He okay, it's a six and a half hour drive for me, but I have a friend who's currently got media credentials to the SEC days that they've been doing over here. So that's insane. Yeah, he he's got to cover all that, and I'm like, that is so sick. That's like, and I will wear my LSU jersey in Mobile, and I will not care. I'm very close to buying a Drake May jersey, and I'm like, man. This is either the dumbest purchase ever or the smartest purchase ever. We we doing jerseys at the senior ball. If we go, oh. we just wear our jerseys. I'll be honest here. During the fall, I mostly only wear jerseys over like various hoodies, and it's as basic as all get out. But it's awesome because the second the weather is cools for hoodies, I am literally jerseys on hoodies. I'm for sick six and months. tired of this heat, man. I'm sick and tired it, of dude. summer. This, this is like the worst time of the year. It's hot. I. I sweat more walking to the gym than I do at the gym. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. It, it's it's awful, man. It's awful because it's hot out. There's only like baseball, and uh, you got MLS, and you got occasional UFC fights. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tour de France, if that's what you're into, but uh. I uh, not a big bike guy, but you, I love sports, so I could probably get into it. You won't catch me watching the Tour de France. I believe it was like God when I I don't know when it was, but I know I think it was a couple weeks ago, but I could be wrong. So We 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 could easily just turn up, especially in the because we're like what, four hours away from each other, it's not too far. Yeah. We could go to some like absolute shit house sporting events, like professional cornhole or something. My man, I will dominate professional cornhole. That's all I've done. That, that's how I got through most family reunions is just standing by cornhole I've playing. I've never played it, but I feel like I'd be pretty good. Have you ever heard of Horseshoe? Yes. Okay. I'll say that's, that's another classic. You're literally just tossing a horseshoe and trying to get it around a little pole that's towards the ground. So I think I would dominate cornhole because I would throw overarm. Oh, real? I'd go crazy. I'd I'd shoot it up high and just try and drop it in the hole. That'd be kind of crazy. I think if, if you come to Cincinnati, they've got cornhole set up at the Ryan Geist Brewery. We have to just go get drunk and play cornhole. Sadly, uh, a, a brother's only 19 still. <laughs> it's okay. They won't ask you for ID if I'm buying. <laughs> they do. <laughs> it's... Oof. I turned 20 in September. Is so. that felony, giving a kid alcohol? Do what? Is it is giving a, a child alcohol a felony? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's oh, very right. illegal. Well, we can't get caught because I will get kicked out. <laughs> you heard it here we'll first. We just get you. We we'll just get you loaded in the parking lot on cheap vodka before. You heard it here first. Kieran admits to a felony before it's even happened. <laughs> we got him, boys. Ice are gonna be on my ass, boy. Dude, you're cooked now. You're cooked. <laughs> They're sending you back home, man. We'll, we'll be seeing you, which. I guess that's that's all we got for y'all, honestly. We, we've been kind of sort of just messing around these past few minutes, so hopefully y'all don't mind. I've, if you've made it this far, I appreciate y'all. It's been real. Once again, you can find me at the Willie Lane on Twitter. You can also find updates at S-I-Y-L Podcast. That's the Stay Yo Lane Podcast on Twitter. Kieran, go ahead, remind them where they can all find your stuff. 
at Kieran Horn CFB on the Twitter or head over to the hyphen jet hyphen sweep.com, uh, the touchdown.co.uk and fansided.com and head over to Death Valley Voice to see me talking about the LSU Tigers. Bro is big on his LSU Tigers. It's awesome. So, it's a team, man. It's, it's, it's a great team to root for. They're very uh, successful. I love uh, there's these videos of Ed O just living life now, and I kind of love it. Bro, do you see the beach riz he was dropping? Dude, yesterday? I did. That was the exact video I was kind of referring <laughs> to just nonchalantly. <laughs> that was crazy, man. That's good to go. Huh? Oh, man. Well, that's all we got for y'all. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to be out of here. So, see ya. <laughs>